Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. Hey now, greetings, fellow Earthlings. What's going on? Here we are with another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, waiting on our friend Tony Schultz to chime in here. We are going to be talking about the Pentagon Papers this evening. And I'm just going to shoot Tony Schultz a message right now. Bear with me. I think it looks like I might be flying solo this evening here. Tony just sent me a message saying he just uh, got called into work a little bit. So let me... Let me set up my good sound system so I can have broadcast quality sound for you people. I'm going to turn on some music and I'm going to hook up my microphone. Bear with me. And another thing. How are you doing? I haven't popped onto one of your lives in a long time. How are you doing? Wait, didn't I just ask that? I think I just did. Oh, oh good lord. <laughs> no worries, Nikra. Nikira. We, I am doing well. We are doing well. I should actually say we. I am doing super well. Um, you know, it's Friday, so I got that going for me. I got that working for me, right? And uh, I'm excited about this show I'm about to do about the Pentagon Papers. So I'm super excited. As you know, I'm an advocate for the 99% against the 1%. It's kind of my whole deal. So we're getting ready to get into it. And I'm so glad you're here. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. We are coming in hot. All right. We got the microphone set up. Now headphones. How y'all doing today? So who do we got in the house? We got um, nobody in the house. So that's great. Actually, hey, we got May the Poet and we got Rocky in the house. Pa Rocky. What is going on, Pa Rocky? Long time no talk, my friend. Give me about two, maybe three minutes. I'll have my audio system hooked up. Just running a couple minutes behind. So maybe I can start with a primer question for our two listeners. May the poet Taraki. Have you read any of the reports from the Pentagon uh, Pandora Papers? Excuse me. And what are your thoughts? I'm about to get into an article right now from Forbes magazine, the Pandora Papers. Shed new light on the U.S. as a tax haven. Well, I'm here, but my voice barely is, so let's try that again. I'm here, but my voice barely is. I'll be listening for a little bit, but i got to charge my phone. Been a long day. Hey, hey, May. Thanks for fighting through your long day, chiming in. Charge that phone up. Don't trip. I'll be right here. I will be right here. All right. Thanks for char- Thanks for listening, people. Thanks for hanging in there for a minute with me as I got my technological issues resolved for the most part. For the most part. We'll just say for the most part, huh? Uh-huh. So what I want to get into without ado, further ado, 
is the Pandora Papers, a massive, massive release. I think uh, I'll, I'll find the, the number here, but I believe it was five terabytes of information. Just a massive, the largest journalistic expose in human history that we have record of. There may have been one before, before the Library of Alexandria, you know. But as far as what we have records of, this is it. This is the grand poobah of corporation of, of corruption cases. And um, this article I want to start with is by Forbes magazine. This is written, uh, what was it, October 12th, 2021, 5.27 p.m. by Jeremy Tempkin. Forbes magazine, Forbes.com, actually. Last week, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists published the leaked cache of financial documents known as the Pandora Papers, consisting of more than 11.9 million confidential files from 14 offshore services firms located in numerous countries Publications of these arguments, aug, pub, excuse me, publication of these files augments the existing trove of similarly sensational material. Similarly sensational material revealed in prior, prior leaks, including the Panama Papers published in April 2016 and the Paradise Papers published in November 2017 which detailed trillions of dollars of funds held, quote unquote, offshore by taxpayers around the world. More so than in prior leaks, the United States plays a prominent role in the Pandora Papers, not just as a source of the immense wealth held offshore or of the professional expertise facilitating such arrangements, but as an offshore destination in its own right. So, yeah, you thought it was Dubai? Oh, well, maybe think again. Among the more spectacular disclosures was the revelation that King Abdullah II, II of Jordan used shell companies in the British Virgin Islands to buy, among other properties, a $23 million California mansion. The king's covert purchase of high-end U.S. real estate through BVI companies, I don't know what that means, probably find out in a minute, juxtaposed with the United States' role as Jordan's largest provider of bilateral assistance, accounting to more than $1.5 billion in 2020 alone, dramatically underscores the tension inherent in U.S. jurisdictions serving as tax havens. Oh, you think? You think you think there's a reason we don't make them a state? Huh? I always wondered, why don't we make them a state? Oh, now we know. The emphasis on U.S. Jurisdiction, jurisdictions in the Pandora Papers also stands in stark contrast with the U.S. rhetoric, if not its actions. Rhetoric. That means the art of bullshit. Rhetoric. Political rhetoric is lying fleecing, gaslighting, and bullshitting. That's what rhetoric means. And there's college classes in rhetoric, right? Oh, 
while the U.S. while U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price stated that the U.S. government actively focuses on strengthening financial transparency and consist consistently pushes for full implementation of existing standards and, where necessary, stronger measures aimed at the disclosure of shell companies, beneficiaries, and other means of holding illicit funds. The Pandora, the Pandora Papers reveals a more complex reality. For example, the Pandora Papers expose numerous trusts linked to foreign interests in South Dakota, Florida, Delaware, Texas, and Nevada. Based on the Pandora Papers, investigative journalists have alleged that almost 30 of the 206 U.S.-based trusts holding combined assets worth more than $1 billion are linked to foreign individuals and companies and have been accused of wrongdoing. The Pandora Papers uncovered, among other U.S.-based arrangements, South Dakota trusts established by both the former vice president of the Dominican Republic and the now president of Ecuador each of whom transferred assets to the United States in the wake of legislation in other jurisdictions cracking down on offshore assets. So when their investments in other places were cracked down on, they came where it was cool to do business, to the United States. Because, hey, baby, money is king, right? We are all about the 1%, and we don't care about the 99% in this country. Clearly, as proven by Barack Obama bailing out five, you know, by bailing out the bankers and then evicting five million homeowners from their homes. So anyway, I digress. Back to the article. As I have written about previously, while the Internal Revenue Service and the Department of Justice have denoted, devoted significant resources to combating the evasion of U.S. tax obligations through programs such as the IRS, Offshore Voluntary Dis Disclosure Program, Voluntary Disclosure Program, and the DOJ Program for Non-Prosecution Agreements or Non-Target Letters for Swiss Banks. Wow. So they have a deal with these people. Hey, well, we, we won't prosecute you. you know, just voluntarily admit what you're doing. Efforts to constrain the use of U.S. jurisdictions as tax havens for the benefit of non-U.S. taxpayers have not been pursued with equal fervor. Indeed, the Tax Justice Network 2020 Financial Secrecy Index ranked the United States the second most secretive jurisdiction compared with 132 others, noting that after initially agreeing to multilateral information exchange, the U.S. made a rapid U-turn and has since refused to provide information to most other jurisdictions despite continuing to insist with, with menaces on receiving information from others. So, you know, we blame other people about not revealing their information, and at the same time, we will not give out our information. So it's pretty stereotypical, isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? Isn't this just kind of how we do business in the foreign arena? This is kind of... Uh, par for the course for U.S. foreign policy, I would say, right? More specifically, the United States adopted the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, FATCA, almost says fat cat. It's just missing a T on the end. Oh, that's hilarious. 
FATCA, F-A-T-C-A, in 2010, requiring non-U.S. financial institutions to share information about their U.S. customers and in order to incentivize compliance by foreign governments, offered the reciprocal exchange of information concerning foreign customers of U.S. banks through bilateral intergovernmental agreements, IGAs. However, a truly reciprocal exchange of information under FACTA has been hampered by the limited nature of the IGAs, only some of which even require a reciprocal exchange of information. And for those that do include such exchange grant, such exchange <clears throat> grant, the U.S. rights to receive much more detailed information than it provides to other jurisdictions. Imagine that. Another example of how the U.S. is just kind of special. Why? Because we have the biggest military. For example, the absence of any uniform requirement to disclose the beneficial owners of entities with accounts in the U.S., financial institutions, which together have left the United States an even more attractive alternative for foreigners seeking refuge from a growing global transparency regime. Indeed, in September, the European Parliament issued a resolution decrying the lack of reciprocity under the FATCA and observing that the United States is becoming a significant enabler of financial secrecy for non-U.S. citizens. Snap. There you go. So we are the money laundering son of bitches of the world. There you go. There you have it. So just like the drug war, just say no, as you know, as our government, the CIA, George Bush and Ronald Reagan and, and Oliver North flow tons and tons, 3.1 tons of cocaine per plane load. Right. It's the same thing. Just say no, as they're flying plane loads of cocaine into Mena, Arkansas. Did you ever wonder how Bill Clinton became president, governor of the poorest state in the country? Do you ever wonder how he rose to national prominence and became president? Look up the Iran-Contra scandal. I did a podcast on it, and I've got all the links of everything I use to investigate my podcast in the notes of the podcast. So check it out. And another thing with Dave on Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, you name it. I'm everywhere you can look. I'm in Ghana, on Ghana in India. So 23 countries now. Thank you, everybody, for spreading the word. It's my dream to be doing this. And guess what? I'm doing this. Yeah. Not getting paid a dime, but I'm doing this. It's a labor of love. So... Much appreciated if you share, if you follow, if you like, subscribe, all of the above. I'm just trying to be a freedom fighter, a voice for the 99%, and a voice against the 1%. Right? I'm not a two-party person, I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican. I'm all about a viable third party. My favorite option right now is the People's Party, WWW. .peoplesparty.org. Check it out. Not telling you what to do, just telling you to do, right? Not telling you what to think, just telling you to think. Give me one moment and I'll be right back.
All right. Thank you to our sponsors for that message. I'm joking. We don't have any sponsors. And that wasn't a commercial break. I just had to blow my nose. <laughs> but it sounds better if I say now breaking for a commercial break from a to hear a word from our sponsors. Right. Because then that would kind of set the stage to have a sponsor, wouldn't it? Oh, maybe, maybe I should do that. But anyway, I digress. So we got three people in the house. Who is in the house? Let me give a shout out. We got May the Poet. We got the Queen of Stereo. Oh, snap. Wit Dosmoke. Queen of Stereo with the smoke. Oh, snap. And Desert Fox, host of the Cannabis Conundrum podcast. And if you haven't heard that, you need to check it out. Cannabis Conundrum on anchor.fm. Check it out. Be there. Be square. You can listen on many different platforms, Spotify, Apple, but it's recorded on Anchor. And, uh, you know, that's probably the easiest place to find it. And then you can choose where you listen to it. But my boy uh, Desert Fox spelled uh, like, uh, oh, God, what is the guy's name? Anyway, Guy Fox spelled like Guy Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S. <clears throat> yeah, check him out. Throw a follow on anybody that's in the room. I should quit talking to the room because there's nobody in the room. I mean, I love you guys, but there's three of us, four of us. So, yeah, this is going to go out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and 20 other platforms. But I'm interested to hear if any of the few people we do have listening have a favorite angle on the Pentagon Papers, or is it more just kind of what you always knew to be true? That's kind of what it was to me, right? Like, it's just proves what I already knew to be true, right? That the 1% plays by their own rules that, um, I mean, you know, we've seen that in so many ways, shapes, and forms, right? Um, here's another article from the Washington Post. Chilean lawmakers move to impeach president over revelations in the Pandora Papers. So there is, so many governments are going to fall by this. And this article was by Aaron Cunningham yesterday. So on the uh, 14th of October, 2021. Yeah. Chile's opposition this week moved to impeach President Sebastian Pinera after revelations including included in the Pentagon. <clears throat> Let me start that over. Chile's opposition this week moved to impeach President Sebastian Pinera after revelations included in the Pandora Papers shed new light on his family's business dealings. Canera, a billionaire businessman now serving his second term as president, has denied allegations of financial impropriety. impropriety. But you don't get to be a billionaire without being shady. Come on. Lawmakers have homed in on documents detailing the 2010 sale of a mining company owned in part by Panera's children. The company Domingo was sold for $138 million to an offshore firm 
controlled by the president's close friend, Chilean businessman, Carlos Alberto Delano. Last week, Chile's public prosecutor announced an investigation into the deal, citing possible tax citations and bribery-related offenses. The Pandora Papers are a trove of more than 11.9 million documents exposing the secretive financial dealings of the world's elite. Right? It's their it's their worst nightmare coming to bite them in the ass. I mean, this could and this should lead to a worldwide French Revolution, right? Like where people just start scaling the walls of the castles. I mean, really, it should, right? Because it shows that they operate on a whole, that there's two, there's two chessboards, right? They're cooking the books, you know, and we knew this. Most of us knew this, right? But here it is. Fact, facts, bam, slap. The Washington Post is slapping you across the face with it. On Wednesday, Deputy Thomas Hirsch introduced the accusation against Panera in the lower house of Congress, a motion known as a constitutional accusation that requires a two-thirds majority in both houses, including the Senate. Well, yeah, both houses, hello. I love how they write it like a third grade level, right? Uh, you know, it requires a, major a two-thirds majority in both houses, including the Senate, which is one of the houses, Dang. right? Like, God, third grade level. Panera used his office for personal business, Hirsch said, as he presented the charge. So I wonder if they have any dirt on Trump, on Biden, on Hunter Biden, on Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, right? All these old turkey-necked bastards that have been in, in, in office for way too long, career politicians that have become you know, Nancy Pelosi's worth has become, since she's been in office, she's become worth over a hundred million dollars. And I forget who it was that said that, but one of our great old presidents said the only, I think it was Eisenhower, said the only way you become rich in office is by being a crook. So there you have it. Any of these old turkey neck bastards, you know, 50% of Congress are millionaires. The average American makes 30000 a year. What the hell do they know about what we're going through? They don't. They don't. They're bought and paid for. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up to the scam. It's time to flip the script. It's time for a paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Complete paradigm shift. Right? Oh, my God. We've got country mix shitballs in the house. For fuck's sake. I feel honored to have the buy in the house. Conti, can you give me a word on the Pandora Papers? Do me a favor, Conti McShitballs. A word on the Pandora Papers, or corruption in general, or, or how about this? Conti McShitballs, what do you feel about the 1%? How do they make you feel? What would you like to see happen to them? Do you believe billionaires should exist? Or once you reach that level, should you be giving back? Right? Because you're already as rich as a king at that point, right? So 
it's not that I'm anti-capitalism at all, right? But once you get to the point of being a billionaire, now you can buy politicians. Now you can buy legislation, right? To the point where, uh, what the hell is that? Citizens United or something? So, you know, the law that allowed uh, money is free speech. So now you can donate an unlimited amount to your candidate. No, that's not free speech. That's bribery. Right. Because if you give somebody a million dollars, they owe you. Right. Come on. Come on. You think that's ever happened where somebody gave a candidate a million bucks and there wasn't a string attached? I mean, maybe maybe a handful of times that has happened, but 90 percent of it is, hey, we need to get some favorable legislation passed so we can do some, you know, strip mining. Who cares about mountaintops? Nobody ever sees them anyway. Like Reagan said, you know, you've seen one redwood tree, you've seen them all. We need logging. Yeah, because America, fuck yeah. Connie McShitballs coming in hot. Mm, how you doing tonight? Just up by the eye. Hope you have a great night. Thanks for letting me hang out. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I haven't gone through all these papers. Um, of course, we all knew they, they were all fucking crooked. But here's the deal. What's really going to happen to them? He's going to slap them on the wrist like they have been all these years. Send them on their way. Uh, they should be hanged by their goddamn toenails. And uh, maybe even be beaten like piñatas. That's what I like to see happen. Uh, as far as uh, the billionaires, hey, man, if you do it right, I don't give a damn. You work your ass off and earn that money, uh, you know, more power to you. But these guys haven't done it like that. And, uh, you know, we have a right, a constitutional right, and, uh, 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 God, my brain went dead. Uh, a right to overthrow these uh, this tyrannical government, that's what we need to do. Damn straight. Sworn to protect against enemies foreign and domestic. Right, Cunty? You mind if I call you that? I love the way that rolls off the tongue. I mean, right, Cunty? I mean, am I right or am I right, Cunty? <laughs> I fucking love your name, dude. Uh, I thought I had one of the best names till I started, till I saw yours. Um, Cunty McShitballs, like... I, you know, I was thinking about it today, randomly in the car as I was driving. Your name came across my mind. And I was like, damn, I thought I was creative. You know? <laughs> I had a moment where I was just, you know. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, I mean, we've always known this, right? We've, we've known the 1% have been play by their own set of rules. We've known this. You know, I mean, this is basically... And what do I think is going to happen? I think there's going to be a, a, an Epstein effect, right? So, the, you know, it, we're not going to see these people get busted, right? We, they might remove a couple foreign leaders, right? They, meaning like the elites, the real people, the real ballers, the people we don't know the names of, right? Those people, they'll pick a few fall people like this guy, Panera. Right. And, and a few others, I bet. Right. A bunch of political figures will, quote unquote, go down. But there's not going to be any, you know, 
there's not going to be any major overhaul of the system. We're not going to do away with these tax havens. No fucking way. It's just going to be the Epstein effect. If anything, some of the reporters that broke this case might disappear, right? You know, that's more how I think it'll go. Um, you know, because who, who are these people? The richest, most powerful people in the world, right? Somebody just popped up trying to join the show. Who was that? Um, you were too quick for me, and I did not see who that was, and now you're gone. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pentagon Papers, it, it, it just, it reeks of things, it reeks of times gone by, doesn't it? Um, you know, like, like I just read in that, in that previous article, the, the Panama Papers, you know, that it, oh my God, you know, Bill Clinton, Whitewater. On and on and on and on and on. They mentioned Delaware as being a safe haven for uh, for money, uh, you know, for uh, stashing money, right? Tax-free havens. They mentioned Delaware. Well, uh, good old sleepy, droopy-eyed boat, you know, uh, hair-sniffing Joe Biden used to be the senator, the senator of, of Delaware. And he's the one that passed a law enabling it to be a safe haven for credit card companies. So there's such favorable legislation towards credit companies over people in Delaware that all of them are based out of Delaware. Next time you get a credit card bill, look at the return address on your credit card bill. It's fucking Delaware. Why? Because of Joe Biden, he bent over backwards and basically blew the credit card companies. He bent over for them and allowed, so they passed this legislation. They cannot be sued, right? Um, it, it's like, uh, it's similar similar to vaccines, right? You can't sue the manufacturer of a vaccine if you get sick, even though they make hundreds of millions in profit and, and they could totally afford it, but you can't. Why? Because our, our government prefers corporations way over people okay somebody tried to join again but they bounced out real quick i didn't see who it was damn it leave me a message tell me if you're trying to join um i only like letting people that i know join because otherwise it could take a left turn and you have no idea but cunty if you're trying to join definitely jump on in man desert if you're trying to join definitely jump on in I've been ranting for a minute here, um, so I would like a partner in crime, actually. I've been going for 36 minutes solo, and I think I've covered some deep information, um, you know, so, whoops, sorry about the noise there. There it is, yeah, the Panama Papers, not the Panama Papers, the Pandora Papers. Why? Because it's Pandora's box, and it opens Pandora's box. Meaning that, uh, you know, if there's any justice in the world, this will go so deep. This will go so deep and will be the biggest story of all time. But I'm not holding my breath, right? Because Jeffrey Epstein was the biggest story of all time. That should have gone so deep. We should still be arresting people weekly that we found in, in you know, in, in, uh, in that investigation. 
but I still haven't heard that Ghislaine Maxwell has been tried or, or convicted, you know? So, you know, we need to, oh my God, bring her to Abu Ghraib, torture that chick. Let's get some names, right? Like if there was ever justification for torture, pedophilia is it, right? Oh my God. I don't condone torture. I'm just saying it wasn't okay for the reason that we did it. So anyway, I'm getting so fired up. This just, this really gets me, you know, it's right in our faces. Everything that we always knew. Right yeah. There. You know, the Rothschilds, George Soros, uh, some of the other, you know, elite that are running everything. You know, yeah, they'll take out a few of these clowns that are under them and, you know, just to make things look all right. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, the Clintons or whatever, they'll, they'll just slap them on the wrist and, you know, they'll bring up some other bullshit, you know, slide a hand, look over here while we fuck you over here type of deal. They'll bring something else up, uh, you know, so we forget about what they've done and they'll continue on. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it, it's about time, uh, you know, we do something because it's bullshit. Absolutely. Thank you, Conti, for that wonderful comment. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's time to reconcile. It's time for a reckoning. It's time for a reckoning. It's time to straighten the books, right? Um, you know, all, the, all this hype you're hearing about Haiti in the news now. Well, the Clinton Foundation was down in Haiti. Apparently, they didn't help that much. Huh. Funny how that works, huh? Then there's accusations of the Clinton Foundation actually just being a pay-to-play scheme and, and basically a money laundering operation. Eh, maybe that's why, you know, the $50 million um, given to, to, to provide aid in Haiti didn't really do anything. Do you know what they did? They built 200 model houses, model houses with no plumbing. They weren't connected to the electrical grid or plumbing or anything. They were fake houses, 200 of them. Why do you need 200 model houses? You could do one and be like, that's what we're going to build. You guys like it? But they built 200 model houses. And that's all they did. They didn't do anything more. They didn't, they didn't continue after that. They exceeded their budget. And then, you know, the good old Clinton Foundation pulled out. But, you know, not not before they gave somebody a no bid contract for, a, you know, a cellular communication contract um, to I, I think it was like a Scottish billionaire or something. No bid contract. Oh, yeah. Cunty coming in hot. You know, despite all this fuckery that they're doing with uh, the Pandora Papers or whatever they're claiming, you know, most of these uh, uh, politicians should be hanged any goddamn way because. Uh, they're not abiding by the oath that they took to uphold the Constitution. Damn near every single one of them cocksuckers, you know, broke that oath. So for that alone, they should be hanged by their fucking toenails. Uh, but, you know, of course, all this other fuckery, you know, should just add to it. But, yeah, they're all crooked. You know, like like we've always known, they're just in there lying their fucking pockets. Fucking bastards. <clears throat> Excuse my language, but I get fired up, too, you know, it just pisses me off. It's out there in plain sight, and nobody does shit about it.
No, I, I agree with you. Don't don't worry about the language. Uh, you know, stereo is an 18 and up platform. And on my other podcast platforms, I have it listed as explicit so that children don't listen because I never know when I'm going to get fired up and go, oh, my God, fuck those fucking fucks. Right. And they're fucking burp, right. You know, so I, I don't know. I get fired up. I'm right there with you. And, you know, I read somewhere that swearing and using cuss words is actually a sign of intelligence. And uh, looking at my friends and who I associate with, I would say that has to that has some merit. All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.